Good morning, everyone. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Just a reminder that November is the Bukoji Friendship Month. We have a lot of special offers and opportunities for you this month. So to check those out, you can go to our website at sokukoji.org. And at the very bottom of the page, you can subscribe to our newsletter. And you can also visit our donate page to donate and to look at all of the special offers that we have for you this month. So stay tuned. In a moment, we will go to Sokuzan and start a talk. What is the title I give you? Liberated Concepts. Liberated Concepts. Kind of odd kind of uh, way of saying it, but what I am endeavoring to talk about or wish to talk about is uh, that sometimes the conceptual uh, way of approaching things, our concepts tend to, as you've heard me say before, it tends to get out in front. We try to think our way through things and uh, the open dimension of consciousness called, the way I talk about it is awareness, is uh, kind of push to the back because uh, there's, too, there's too much space, the ego mind, the self-centered mind gets fearful and wants to make sure. There's kind of a little bit of paranoia going on, you know, low level, but uh, and then there's uh, the paranoia and then there's the gut, the gut feeling of fear of being exposed for the fool that we know we are. We've been trying to keep that from others forever. What is it? We don't want to look foolish. We don't want to look like we don't know or we're uh, not not operating on all. How many cylinders are there? So, so the idea of uh, concepts being liberated, it's, um, it's like still you're still thinking, but there's so much space that the concepts about any given situation, what to make for dinner or whether to, uh, is it time to meditate or is meditation really working? Uh, maybe I should try another kind of meditation. This kind of meditation, I've been doing this for like three weeks now, nothing's happened. It just is boring. So maybe I should try uh, uh, snickledoodle meditation. I know it's not particularly funny. And I'm saying that not to be sarcastic, but yeah, I'll try to be sarcastic. This is our lives we're talking about. As far as you know, as an ego mind, you only have one chance to do this, one lifetime, and there's no guarantee that it isn't going to end in three days. I'm not being pessimistic particularly. I'm just saying that we don't know. Death comes without warning. We should consider that. So my teacher, my root teacher, Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, uh, this is a great book. We study this. We've been studying this for decades, cutting through spiritual materialism. What does that mean to cut through? What is spiritual materialism? And can you cut through that? So just in the, at the end of the introduction of this book, which is worth reading, oh, I don't know, try 10 times. That's not very much. Uh, this is uh, Unio's copy, so you can see. She has it all marked up because she has thinks she has things to say too. <laughs> so, but the final paragraph of this is uh, since I first read it many, many years ago in 1973, it says, there's no need to struggle to be free. The absence of struggle is in itself freedom. This egoless state is the attainment of Buddhahood or awakened, awakened being. The process, this is the part that I, I really want to emphasize the process of transforming, transmuting the material of mind, whatever it may be, from expressions of ego's ambition, self-centered, that, that apparent uh, uh, centrality that is paranoid and fearful and wants control, the expressions of ego's ambition into expressions of basic sanity. In other words, no warfare with anything. 
basic sanity and enlightenment through the practice of meditation. In other words, the practice of training the mind, simply put. This might be said to be the true spiritual path. Read the whole book. Study it. I was halfway through this book before I was on the phone trying to find out who is this guy and where is he in 1973. So it seems that the first thing we need to do, or maybe the third, we need to do is to see, to get an idea of what concepts are so that our identity isn't laminated to it constantly, so that we don't even know what we're thinking. We don't know if there is someone who's thinking. We're fearful that there might not be, and that's pretty terrifying to the one who is grasping the self and is threatened by anybody's opinion, idea. If someone just has a comes out of nowhere and criticizes you, you'll feel you'll find out right exactly where your ego is at and how strong it is and what it's ready to do to protect itself. Some people are so ready to protect that out of their fear that they'll harm, kill other people, and they'll try to get a whole country to do it with them. If they're if they're born into a situation where they have a lot of charisma and are able to control others. Charisma or that kind of artificial confidence does not belong to anyone it's been it's and it is dependently risen it, it, it gets its power from its interdependency uh, dependency interdependency or pratitya samutpada has no allegiance to anyone or anything there's always room for questions around that i can talk a little bit more go ahead earlier in the talk at the beginning you said what you meant by liberated concepts is there's still Still thinking, but so much space, and then yes. you didn't finish. So I was wondering. Thank what? you. Need all the help I can get. I'm to help anybody. I need help. So when there's a strong agenda about something else, then there's not much space around the concepts, and sometimes it can actually devolve or shrink down into a, a propaganda about something or a strong belief about. Anytime there's a strong belief about anything, red flags should go up everywhere or at least pink ones, you should actually take a closer look at what just caused that situation, that kind of a reaction. You know, if it's if it's true, if it's true, if it's honest, if it's genuine, if it's uh, wholesome, uh, if it's uh, uplifted, and if it's uh, and if it radiates friendliness, kindness, then you don't need to protect that. You don't need to protect it by some kind of ideas about it or propaganda around it to make sure it's sealed off. That doesn't mean you don't need to have a practice, you don't have to. You don't need to have some kind of a discipline, some kind of a structure, so you can uh, continue to uh, not be caught up in the materiality, the spiritual materialism of the whole world, which is trying to get you to do something else. I'm sure you've all noticed that if you're having a problem with anything, you can talk to someone whose life is in terrible shape, and they're just more than happy to give you advice about what you should do, what you shouldn't do, and be critical of you based on what, based on a bunch of ideas, uh, opinions, concepts that are not operating out of a spacious um, uh, milieu, but are operating out of a grasping, rejecting warfare mentality of wanting to be right, wanting to not wanting to make a mistake. So sitting practice of meditation, sit down, hold still, and you will actually get introduced. And it might take years. It's not it's like I was joking about three weeks. It might take you a long time to be able to see this. But if you're sincere, if you want to see this, it, it, it can happen and you can understand deeply who you are, what this is, what what has fundamental or ultimate value and what is just uh, distracting or not not that important to look at and are more about uh, the machinations of ego or self-centeredness. Ego cannot really be seen clearly. That's why it's so powerful. 
because you, you, you believe it. I say, don't, I start out by saying, don't believe a word I say and don't disbelieve it. Don't do anything with it. Just you listen, you're in the room. So listen, don't do anything with it. Don't fluff it up. Don't tap it down. Don't distract yourself. Those are the three poisons. Very simply put. More? Could you say one more time what a liberated concept is? Yeah, it's um, free. <laughs> it's not attached to other concepts. Ego wants to take a concept and string it to another concept, to another, to another one, to actually validate or prove something. We see, we study this. And this is a, you may think, I may think, anybody may think that the reason I have, I have us uh, study Dharma, study so many different texts is so that we can learn stuff. Maybe so, but it's not the kind of learning you think where you have to memorize and know what uh, the difference between the Vibhashikas and the Sotrantikas or whatever. Not You couldn't know, not that you could not know that. That's not the point. The point is uh, uh, space, awareness, 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 uh, liberation. Let's let, before we all die, before I die, before any of you die, let's let's liberate this mind that is contracted in hope and fear. How do we do that? Just look at it. You don't have to meddle with it or push on it or pull on it. You just, it's just about sitting down, holding still. We call it meditation, but you can call it sitting down and holding still. I think I'm going to go and sit, sit down and hold still for a while. Is that, you're going to meditate? Well, maybe, not exactly, but it kind of changes all the time. Yes. Um, can we have liberated concepts before we are liberated mm -hmm. ourselves? <laughs> That's why it's so hard, because there, uh, there isn't a person in here that isn't experiencing this. When I say experience, I use that, uh, I use that word. I use that word because it is... Uh, it's very situational, and if, if there's even the slightest belief that there is somebody that's having an experience, then you're very, very susceptible to hope and fear, hoping things are going to get better and fear they're going to get worse. You're very susceptible to that because there's a self-centered, so you're not, there's not a kind of uh, uh, liberated concept or liberated thinking that is not supporting an identity or self that it's just it's just arising in whatever situation you may need to think you may not you may think you may dream up things you may not it's like i was saying to you on the way in here say i wonder what i would do if junjo junju didn't bug me about what's the title of the talk i just come up here and look like a a, a moose in the headlights moose isn't that yes isn't that what your mother ran into is the moose yeah that's the image you came up. Is your mom hitting a moose? <laughs> yes. It seems that traditionally the, the concepts function because of the web of other concepts that give us structure. Yes. And I was wondering how a concept would fun function when it's not participating in that web, or if there would be a function to it. It would. It would be in there, but you would not. You would not strengthen it or weaken it. You would not. No manipulation. It's called. Uh, what's the fancy word for that? Um, Compassion, yeah, compassion. If there's not compassion here, you can't. You can't compassion can't happen out here. It's too scary. But if there's all time, you've made friends with this deeply, as this gentleman here who passed away in 1987. So make friends with yourself. It's such a simple statement. You know, don't fight with anything anymore. You know, don't go to war with yourself. Don't go to war with anybody. If the war shows up, don't go to war with the war. That's the issue. It seems. You get, start to get angry, upset about something like that, do nothing with that. In other words, simply put, be friends. Make friends with yourself. Experience. I've experienced anger driving in here today. No, not at her. <laughs> She's fine. 
but it's just a, it comes and goes, but it doesn't happen to a solid being anymore. It's still the same anger that was happening to me uh, 50 years ago or more. It's just, just angry. But it, it can't find a, an identity of someone who, who will validate that and vote for it or second the motion and carry that anger on for, and, and the content, we get hooked on the content. Well, it's why well, I, I should be angry because, or the reason I'm angry is don't do that. Don't abandon the very awareness that is actually allowing the thoughts to arise, the, the fundamental natural generosity that's always the case, the space of this room, the space of the sky, uh, the space, you can't have solid things without space. And fundamentally, when you realize it, you realize they're, they're not two different things. Space and the things that arise in them are not separate. Don't believe a word I say. Yes. I just have another question about Certainly. when you were talking about liberated concepts and you were saying that it doesn't necessarily remove itself from that web of logic. Mm -hmm. Could you say, even though it's still part of that um, matrix, how it differs from a, uh, a non-liberated concept? Non-liberated would mean that the, the imputed, uh, the believed identity of me, the ego, uh, would, would use that support of uh, it's really bad position, it's really good position or indifferent position. It would use that as some kind of structure to keep its own uh, apparent or imputed or believed in self-centeredness uh, protected because if there's a reference point, then we've got uh, fundamental nature of the whole thing, which is duality or the belief that things are separate. And uh, the reification of that through our actions, through our thought patterns. Uh, so go ahead, there's more there. I was wondering how we can begin to liberate these concepts. Yeah, just watch, just watch. It's always through awareness. Find the find the the coattails of the whole, of the Buddha's teaching. It's just the coattails. Find that, and if you want to hang on to something, hang on to that. Don't hang on to anything else. And actually observe the hanging on rather than uh, uh, add on to the hanging on by your ideas about it, which actually causes you to release release it. Do nothing with it. Keep it very simple. It's very simple. It's very direct, and it's not separate. But it has to be seen by looking at the apparent separations. Just the apparent separations of this is good, that's bad, they're bad, they shouldn't do this. And it's overwhelming, isn't it? We just look around anywhere. It's just overwhelming the, the, all the different polarities in our, in our our social life, our family life, our community, our world, world governments. Uh, what, what's that swear word that we shouldn't use on YouTube? Oh, politics. That's the swear word. Yeah. Difficult. And what I would say about that, just generally, don't look away from anything. Don't grasp anything. Don't reject anything. And what, what does that feel like? You see, you can't help but grasp things. You can't help but reject. And you can't help but ignore. But unless I say that, then it just becomes something you either think you're not doing or think you are doing or you add on to it by not actually being the fundamental. Uh, you know, Keep the principal witness. Principal witness is, is this apparent identity. See if this is real. It's, it's an astonishing thing. And you see me chuckle about it. I'm not laughing at anybody. I'm just saying it's so obvious. But it is it the the cover-ups has been have been going on for anyone in this room. I don't care if you're a little uh, tiny person. She just left. Uh, well, she says, "Well, I know about all that." So, she, <laughs> uh, so or if you're uh, you know an old man like me, it's it's just it's right in our faces all the time. But it seems because we've been covering up this up since beginningless time. It's not the first time you've been here, assuming you are here. So it needs to be. It needs to be. Uh, what exposed ventilated? We need had let some air to use those kind of uh, metaphors. Let some air come into there, into that, or see as the air that the air that is already the case. 
Oh, don't, uh, one more thing. Don't sell out. The original value is already the case. You already have the Buddha in the palm of your hand. You already have the jewel in the rubbish heap. Don't believe a word I say. Don't look away. Don't disregard it. Consider it. That might be a good way to say Just consider it. I, I can't say I'm right and everyone else is wrong. Uh, that's, that's a misunderstanding. Anytime anyone does that, fights about anything, misunderstanding. But <laughs> then we're on the same page, <laughs> if you forgot. <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> Um, the other day you were talking about uh, liberation of ethic phenomena as being wrong zone or self-existing. Yes. Are, are liberated concepts then self-existing? Yes. And, and to try to explain that, we, we have to use some concepts, but then it, it can get very convoluted because there isn't any way to describe reality fundamentally. There's no conceptual way. But the concepts that are liberated you know, orbit around that understanding. And sometimes we, sometimes it shows up where we can uh, tune into certain things. Some conceptual constructs are extremely powerful, like in the garden of this fourfold negation. You want to recite that? Not this, not that, not both, not neither. No, it's just a way of just kind of destroying Nietzsche or any other philosopher. <laughs> not them, but the, the constructs, it's not that they're wrong, it's that sometimes. They are extremely brilliant ideas, but that was kind of the end of brilliance. <laughs> the end brilliance, then you don't interfere with brilliance. Um, the question was just using that phrase that Suzuki Roshi, the not always so, when we're looking at concepts, mm -hmm. it seems easier to see not always so by, oh, well, this situation may be changed. Yeah. How can we see, or what is not always so when we begin to look at the self? What's the, uh, I hear you, but when, I, when we talk about concepts, there's always ways to justify the opposite. So it's the cracks are a little more obvious. And I'm mm -hmm. wondering how we, what is the crack in the self that can help us understand? And that's the that. path. Just, just continue to look at that. If you don't, if you, you're, you use the word, there's a crack in something. And I'm just saying that may show up and may go away and show up. Just, just watch the, the, watch the breathing of that. Just watch it come and go and come and go. And see that the, the coming and the going are not two separate things. I'm not trying to get particularly fancy with it. It's, uh, but it's, it, it is like that. Have you noticed? <laughs> yes. Choo -choo. Question from Raphael in New York. Concepts can feel so real to the point that one might mistake an understanding of a concept as actual awakening. How can one tell whether or not one's insights during meditation are genuine? They're all, uh, they're all lies. Simply put, you ask the question of this person, they're all lies. Don't believe anything. Insights are, that's the biggest, that's the biggest confusion around it because it draws us into some kind of a, I think I got something there. And then we spend the next uh, three weeks, three days, uh, 18 months or 10 years trying to get that back or trying to contemplate that insight. It's, it's, it's not necessary. You don't have to look anywhere else. But you might have to look right here for this. <laughs> Insights are, they just cover up the fundamental truth. Because why? Because why? Because it's, a, it's an experience. And experiences are the very nature of uh, impermanence. They come and they go. I don't care how brilliant they are, how much you feel like you're the Buddha, and you finally have seen reality, and you were all one, and oh my God, I don't even have to take acid anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not interested, not interested in experiences. You don't need experiences. What, you, what do you need? 
nothing. You don't need anything. It might take you a while of grasping at things and rejecting things and ignoring things to realize you don't need to do anything. Just be genuine. Be whatever arises is not separate from the Buddha. Most intense feeling of anger, not separate. If you do something else, then you're shutting down your own compassion. Your own wisdom mind is being drowned out or suffocated or closed away because you're just fearful that that salt little kernel of me, me, me is threatened. Go ahead, Raphael. Are you the painter, Raphael, in New York? <laughs> Did he ask something else? Or she? Or them? Yes. Is warfare something else? Until it's not. Yeah, it's, some, it's some other thing that comes and goes. Warfare. And the, it's, the idea is to watch it. And that's difficult because uh, the warfare comes. If somebody does something that triggers something, you know, under your uh, uh, left side that you've never really looked at, but that situation was so strong that it made the, it made the windows rattle down here. And you're starting to feel intense warfare. Uh, the, the temptation, well, the untrained mind will blame the person who triggered it. Whereas the person who, or the situation who triggered it, they didn't do anything. They just were functioning as they usually do. And somehow that upset you or, or brought up warfare you hadn't seen. And the temptation, as I said, of the untrained mind, the unaware mind is to blame or blame this direction. Oh my gosh, you're, I'm, why am I feeling this? I'm just such a terrible person. I'm feeling this, all this, uh, we add on, we keep adding on the conversation completely. This is so easy to do. We have spontaneously add on based on fear and based on belief, disbelief, and all the other structures. More? What does it mean to do nothing with warfare that arises? You, ju you just watch the war. It's like, it's like sitting in the first row of a, of a theater and watching a play. It's not just like that. That's a metaphor to talk about it so that you can, because that, you, you all know, if you watch a, um, has anyone seen Stephen King's The Shining, the movie? You know, just sit there and try to uh, treat that as if it's a movie uh, and not run to the kitchen to get popcorn because you can't stand to look at the next scene. <laughs> I'm not really afraid. I know it's just a movie, but I can't watch it. So it's, a, it's just an interesting area to show you how how sensitive our minds are and how incredibly imaginative, how we can, something can happen and our imagination just comes out and fills the whole thing full of uh, horrible things that might happen. Even though it's a movie, yes. Is that watching? Is that observing? Yes. How it fills up? Yes, it is. Just, and if you can, don't do anything with it. But if you impulsively uh, or, you know, just spontaneously shut things down, that's also just to be watched. It's not, you don't add something on like, I shouldn't be doing that. Very subtle and very difficult. It's hard to be genuine. It's hard to just be a fool. It's difficult. We don't want, we want, we don't want to be wrong or be a fool. We want to be better or smarter. We want, we want to be enlightened. And what is that? Uh, what's the problem there is we have an idea about what enlightenment is. And enlightenment is not an idea. It is, uh, use a, what's that fancy word? Reality? Yes. Can there be observation of that delusion that arises uh, while also producing through the vocal cords? I was just remembering why Danny's leaving. And I just remembered. So I didn't hear a word you said. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear it. So can you repeat um, it? I have to repeat it exactly, though. <laughs> if we see how the mind fills up with delusion, 
when something gets triggered, when warfare comes up, can we still observe that while also hooking up our vocal cords? I think it's harder if we're uh, because as soon as you start to talk, you're starting to express. If you're fearful and you're, you're starting to express, but but again, not always so. so. That area is so. It's like even 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 science uh, that is so you know proof proof proof. So you know wants the proof and wants to know. Um, there's a whole lot of uh, ignorance going on there because of the desire to be right and to have the proof and to charge the money for the product or for the advice or for the service and so on. So I would say um, could be uh, less is better. You heard me say that hundreds of times. Just so um, if you find your spontaneous, yourself spontaneously expressing something that's happened or producing something when uh, the, 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 the recommendation is to just receive, don't produce. When you're to just receive, that's the 90-10, receive, listen. 90% of the time, talk 10 is just a rough idea about how to stay, uh, keep things uh, balanced or something. Yes. If it just seems like we are talking out of that space without um, thinking about it, is that receiving? So possibly. I, I, I'm, I feel that I'm following your question in your line of questioning, but uh, that might be too much to come to the conclusion of I'm receiving. So before you said to yourself, I'm receiving, you may be receiving. But as soon as you say, that's receiving, because Sogazan asked Sogazan and told me, and so don't use that. You don't need that. You don't need to be protected with, with that kind of a, of a cloak. A cloak, it's a very subtle form of ignorance while well, I'm receiving. Don't conclude. You don't need, it doesn't help you to conclude anything. It's like you don't have to conclude that the water is wet or fire is hot. It's, it's a, what's it called? Pre-concluded. We already know fire's hot. So, end of story. Yes. <laughs> Shane in California has a question. Why are we limited to having one perspective at a time? For example, I can argue that something is right or wrong, but to do that, I have to switch perspectives. I think it's just uh, the way the conceptual uh, aspect of the mind, uh, just the way it works. It needs to have some kind of positionality, but it's the, it's not so much the positionality. I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to say you should stop thinking, but just be aware of the space around the thoughts. It's another way, another another metaphor, which isn't actually fundamentally true, but it needs to be provisionally true so you can begin to work with it in a way that is uh, that um, that you could say prioritizes the wisdom mind, the open quality of the mind, rather than shutting it down for some kind of a conclusion or some kind of situation that way. So it's about that's why uh, sitting, but sitting there for long periods of time, hours, um, uh, seems to be uh, cause kind of a reset to happen. Uh, it may not be a conclusion like I feel so reset. Uh, it might not get up and because you can get up from meditation after you know a person who's been meditating for 10 or 20, 20 years and have a meditation that you could look back on and say, well, that was a good meditation because it wasn't painful, or a really painful meditation or or anxiety or something like that coming from who knows where and think it was a bad meditation. And that's for a conclusion about it. It happens all the time. Don't do it. If you can, then you can, uh, it isn't so much that you can stop doing it, but you can stop supplying, you can stop running, uh, running uh, ammunition to the front lines. You know, you can stop fighting it. Just, just don't do anything with it. Just, just uh, receive, just experience 
the negativity of it, and then and it will it may come up into a conceptual uh, conclusion on its own. It may it may drop away altogether. But the dependent origination, the way dependent origination works, is that it doesn't work. That's how it works. It doesn't work. Uh, you you can think you can be you can write books. There are <laughs> probably hundreds of them on that. But the insight that each person has into that is it is from your positionality of being an independent human being consciousness, uh, taking up a particular, um, I mean, you're actually validating your life. I mean, I'm here, I'm, I'm a human, I have these thoughts, I'm doing this, I'm a Buddhist, or I'm not a Buddhist, or I'm interested in this, but, you know, not too much. So we always uh, make paths in there that, that we call knowledge, but the actual situation is unknowable. Uh, this is a, in the sutra, uh, the, one of the metaphors that's used there, I use it often because I think it's just stunning. The, the mouth of the river of the Amazon is, uh, well, it's not a store for one thing, uh, but it's a big, big situation. But tributary streams flowing in the darkness, that's where it came from. It came from everywhere. Came ever, you can't find, you came from everywhere. You have no source. What, what you're looking at when you're looking in the mirror is not a result. Yes, sir. Is that liberating of the mind? What? Is what that? I'll help you. Liberation of the mind is no liberation. Therefore, it's called liberation. Does that help? Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. How can I say it's really cool? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, with, using my words, I'm saying what it says in the Diamond Sutra. It's just saying, some, if, if, if a being understands, has a deep understanding of what this is, or shall, and understands that, and the vocal cords get hooked up, then that, those are the kind of things that come out because you can't make a true statement. That's why it's called relative truth. It's always a pack of lies, highly polished. The actual truths you can't find. We're not separate from it. We can't even talk to each other. So therefore, we write plays. Further questions? Since you. Um, can you please explain again what a liberated concept is before a thorough realization has happened? So it's called the path. You're just noticing. You're just noticing as you go along, because you're training your mind. You're noticing that there's a, a lessening of the, the wish to be right. There's a lessening depending on the style. There's lots of styles. Uh, with you, it'd be the a lessening because I know you pretty well. It would be a lessening of the of the desire to have a position on anything. That's why you're such a good therapist. You may not think so. Even your clients may not think so. <laughs> But I think you are. And I think that people are really lucky to be able to meet someone like you. So, more? <laughs> There's no conclusion. No conclusion. Juju. Question from Susan in Traverse City. Yes, Susan. Is Zazen perceiving? So, it's Zazen. Just a word for... Meditation. Um, simply put, I would say, I'm not sure what the basis of your question. There might be some other area of your question you're asking about that I'm not picking up on. But to be direct, I would say, yes. She was on. Can you say more about how dependent origination doesn't work? Yeah. doesn't seem to work. <laughs> <laughs> we can't, we, we understand it as a concept, but we don't understand it as it is. 
the concept of, uh, of dependent origination, incredibly powerful words out of the Buddha's mouth, apparently 2,500 years ago, the basic teaching of Buddhism is dependent origination, not the Four Noble Truths particularly. Four Noble Truths are part of that, uh, more of a simplified part of it. But dependent origination, nothing comes from its own side as, a, as some kind of individual being, even at the same time we have a self-existing. So it's just, you can't find a, a something that I actually will say, oh, finally, understand that. It's like, you can't have you can can't have the 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 understanding happen in a conceptual uh, conclusion, but you can have when you see what it is, you also see the very thing you're looking at. You're not separate from, so that's why the quite often in a in an incarnated human being who has been to my use a common the metaphor has been downloaded into this thing that needs food. Uh, has hungers and has hopes and fears and everything. And you're here, you, you grasp at this identity. We grasp at our names. That's why when you receive precepts, you get a change of name, change of mark, so that you can actually begin to use concepts to kind of shift your your focus away from, uh, from uh, shift your focus away from your conclusions that prevent you just from seeing ultimate reality, which is scary until you see what it is. And when you see what it is, you're not separate from it. But the, the structure, uh, the conceptual structure that begins to display that and allows people to begin to contemplate it is to see that this can't be here without that, without that, without this, without this. There is no, you can't pull something out. It's like, a, um, uh, I think Picasso one time said, uh, a, a painting is something uh, uh, that if you pull some part of it out, the whole thing collapses. So in other words, just ordinary illustration, but a great painting can't, can't, stay if you remove anything. So dependent origination. So dependent origination is a way of talking about something that is a, from the point of view of understanding is a mystery. It's mysterious. More questions about it will help. Come ahead. How can we see the truth of the Buddha's teaching on dependent origination if we can't understand it? Yeah, you, you, what, what happens, <laughs> what happens is you, you finally realize the nature of what? Of understanding. You, you realize that because we have a, we have a hidden agenda about understanding, to use a psych psychological jargon. We have we have a uh, that we keep waiting for it to show up as we think it is. We keep I'll keep looking at that until I till my uh, I'll understand it because then it will conform to what I'm expecting it to turn out as uh, circular. We we'll come around. We'll, we'll use it. We'll you know uh, we'll use that and then that will go back into the mist. It's called sleep. Wake up and sleep. It's an alternating situation. More? What's the most accurate way you could describe what understanding is? I don't know if it's the most accurate, but what's coming up is uh, there isn't anyone to know anything. There isn't anyone. There isn't anything. It's called emptiness. That's the traditional way of talking about it because it's a relative way of coming right at your imputation that this is real. That's not empty. My thoughts are real. They're not empty. So we come up against that. Uh, His Holiness uh, 16th uh, uh, Karmapa, the head of the Kagyu lineage, who passed away in 1981, said nothing happens. And then what it said on the, what was it, the dot, was a little magazine that said nothing happens and we report it. <laughs> I think they absconded with his slogan. And then, then around, the, around Chicago for a while, there are lots of uh, uh, bumper stickers that said nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens. So pretty profound statement. When someone like that says that, uh, then, then uh, a few hours later, passes away. It's pretty profound. Thank you.
When there's a bloated concept, can it become liberated? Let's say heaven is very bloated. Is there a way that that becomes liberated? So the liberation would be no be no position on it. It's just a concept. Is it just it, it, it finds its own form. So um, it's difficult when I say, you know, we've talked about that some. But can you say anything more about that? Something finds its own form in order to continue, in order to have something. But it's there's no one finding anything, and there's nothing being found. But since we have manifestation, then uh, liberation is everything is finding its own form. Everything is quite happy. Or you could say, not even content, not even happy, but quite um, uplifted presence. Uh, Trungpa Rinpoche used the word authentic presence. Uh, if you're authentically present, everything is authentically present. doesn't mean it isn't suffering. It's probably suffering because it's grasping at something. But it's still authentically present as grasping. <laughs> More? Well, Less? Even the grasping concept, what, what liberates that? That's that's the issue. We think there's something that needs to liberate it. You know, it, it it's called self-liberate. It liberates itself. And that brings us right back into, well, I thought there wasn't a self. So I thought there wasn't. Those are empty. So, face the wall. I don't have any questions other than when you're going to face the wall. <laughs> what does it mean as beings if everything is self-liberated? That's why you have to do it. That's the why part of it. More? Good is that question. An activity? Both. It's an activity. Just like is you could say, is it an activity to ask me a question? You can always question everything, including the question and a questioner. You should keep coming. You give up. You give up. Uh, there's what's happening in your mind right now? The thoughts aren't coagulating. <laughs> Good. You don't need coagulated thoughts. <laughs> Liberated thoughts, maybe some of those. They don't have a thinker. They, they come and go. It's just astonishing to be able to, to not have any position on anything and yet feel emotions come and go and feelings come and go around it. And, and actually, uh, sometimes the, they feel ex incredibly powerful, but they can't find anyone to validate them, or as I said before, second the motion. Yes? Is it like a filter? What? You're saying that you know you just let it let it happen. Let your thoughts be. No, don't say that. If you let yourself, if you let your thoughts be, then you create a, a letting be person. Don't do it. That, that's that's uh, that might be where one starts, but I don't. I, if I, if I do. You should call me on it if I ever say, "Well, just let it be." I don't say that. Beatles say that. I don't say that. <laughs> there, you ever heard of the Beatles? <laughs> Yeah, let it be. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to start singing the Dharma pretty soon. So it'll drive everybody out. So, so it doesn't mean you shouldn't look at it that way. And this notice that if you just whatever, to use a relative idea, just back up a step and see what happens if you don't do anything. You don't let it be. You don't add to it. No mat. Don't let it be, which is addition. Don't. Uh, that shouldn't be there, which is subtraction. Uh, or I'll look somewhere else and let me look at something else. I think I'll listen to the Rolling Stones. So, you know, don't separate yourself from what is appearing. And that that is challenging to the self-centeredness because it's starting to real it's starting to reveal the complete open dimension of being for everyone, for us. So you've never you never left your true home. Even though you're here in a human form and you have a lifetime, you have family, you have a home address, you have a mailing address, you have an email address. 
probably got a bunch of other addresses, but you never, you never, you never left. You will find that out. You don't have to let anything be. Just don't take your eyes off from it or your all the other sense fields. Don't shut down the thinking. Just watch the thoughts come and go. Watch the fragrance. <coughs> watch the just experience your life. Don't miss your life by filling it up with anything, and don't let it be more. Yes, because he was saying his thoughts weren't coagulating. So I was thinking that you don't want him to coagulate the thoughts. I didn't so say that. Like just. Did I say it? I don't want you to coagulate yourself? What did oh, I say? I said that. I said that's good. <laughs> so they were coagulating. So I'm thinking that the yeah. thoughts are not really the way I'm looking at it. It's not making sense in your. You can't really. You can't make mm -hmm. sense of your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, I'm just looking over here. Go ahead. I'm listening to you. Okay. <laughs> and that that's why I said like a filter. It's like if you really. Think a lot about what you're going to say or what you're, yeah. what even you're thinking that putting that filter, you're, you're, you're adding to it. You're adding to it. What's your question? Should you just say what you're thinking? No. No. More? But you kept asking him if he had questions. He's different. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. He, he's a monk and he's a student of mine. And I try to give him as hard a time as I can. Okay. I try to give him as hard a time as I think he can handle without his head blowing off. <laughs> so, actually, the, your questions, I don't, I'm not, uh, you know, um, you're, you're on the, your thinking process is, uh, is good. So not, don't, you don't have to stop doing, uh, uh, I would say, if you feel corrected, uh, that's not what, what I'm trying to do with that. But if, do, do you meditate? Yes. Good. That's when. That's not how much. How much? <laughs> you stepped into the ring, so. <laughs> so um, you meditate a few times a week or an hour? Every, it, it's every night. An hour, half an hour, 20 minutes? Something an hour. But okay. I've, um, I basically, sometimes I just fall asleep, so. Oh, same thing. Yeah, you're still there. So that's just the awareness of falling asleep. So um, one last question. Do uh, you have your eyes open? Can you no. Open them. And usually I'm listening to somebody say something. Okay, so you're doing guided meditation? Yes. Okay, stop it. This is me talking. In which case. <laughs> <laughs> and so here's what I'm saying simply. just uh, um, There's different kinds of meditation, and quite often meditation is, is used as a way to get you to feel better, be more peaceful, and it's called, uh, the fancy word is... Uh, Spiritual materialism. Uh, they pay me a lot to hold this book. <laughs> so, um, and that's it's a little bit, a little difficult to grasp that because, of course, we want to feel better. We want to, but the, the way we go about it is to try to cover up with some kind of a patina or cover of a good feeling and close our eyes. We close your eyes; very similar to sleep and dreaming, and that's what we do. We go into a, a dream world, which feels pretty good. And we actually start to build up a, a meditator identity, and not not wrong. If you if you're under the guidance of a of a, of a various kinds of teaching, uh, you can do that. That's, uh, but you need to have a teaching person, not me. I'm not promoting anything. But what I would say, if you're on your own doing it, then uh, spend at least some time having your eyes open, because this is the way we live with our eyes open. So if we meditate with our eyes closed, then the only time that really works is that that's all for ourselves and making ourselves feel better. But if you meditate with your eyes open, then that eyes open uh, awareness follows you for the rest of the day. 
There's a, there's a meditation action that happens spontaneously that you don't have to do anything. You just start receiving more and more of what's actually happening, relatively speaking. So you see more clearly, since you've been looking at your own situation with your eyes open, you begin to see other uh, activity, other people interacting with other people acting with uh, each other or with you. And more and more clarity arises, may not be comfortable, but more clarity Instead of just a, an example I sometimes give when someone gets mad at us, instead of immediately getting mad back or getting triggered, instead we, we notice that we can actually see that there's someone they're unhappy is why they're acting that way and not immediately go to war with them. So we, uh, we might not hook up our vocal cords or our musculature quite so quickly. It might, it's, uh, it's called compassion, but there's no compassionator behind it. It's just, we just, it's situational. We see it and we don't, we don't fight with them because they're suffering. So very simple. You could try it and then, or not, don't, or do something else or continue to do what you're doing. Thank you for the questions and the comments. Anyone else? Very good. Thank you. We'll stand and dedicate the merit in the back of our chant books. And I'd like to remind everybody again, as we said earlier, that this is our Friendship Awareness month. Any other donations are greatly appreciated. Please visit our website for information. May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. The Ten Directions, the Three Worlds, all Buddhas, all Venerable Ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the Great Prajna Paramita. and bodhisattvas of the ten directions and the three times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering, and fill them with light.